0: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life culture and current events weekdays on ucb's vision radio network find out more at vision.org.au wendy francis is joining us from the australian christian lobby wendy you're in darwin this week of course you are the queensland state director for the australian christian lobby but at the moment you're in darwin tell us why
1: Tracy, not long ago, I had the opportunity to go to Sweden. And the reason I went there was because I wanted to look at their uh, regulations around prostitution. It's really a uh, worldwide groundbreaking sort of stuff. But it's been happening for about 10 years. What they've done is um, completely turned prostitution regulations on their head. And what's happened here in Darwin at the moment is that they're looking at their prostitution reg- legislation and actually looking to, to um, make brothels legal. And so from my experience in Sweden, I hightailed it up here so that I could talk to the MPs about what has happened there and see if I could actually change some minds up here.
0: OK, so what is the, the Swedish approach to prostitution then?
1: So what they've done is actually made buying sex illegal. So they've turned it around on their heads So they're not actually criminalising the girls. And I say girls because... By far and away, it is girls. So pardon me that I'm not saying boys because I think every now and then there are some boys, but by far and away, it's girls. They've made it that the girls are not the ones who are criminals. It's the ones buying sex. So they call it the Nordic Model, and they started it in Sweden, as I said, and they first did it in Sweden in 1999, so it has been around for a while. Um, And the reason why they did it was because The main reason was they wanted equality between men and women. But very quickly after that um, that decision, trafficking became something that we're all very aware of. I I feel a little bit confused as to whether trafficking has been around all that time, or whether it is sort of because we know that slavery has always been, but it is only the last sort of 20 years that we've really become aware of the trafficking problem in the world at the moment. And so several countries now have followed Sweden's example and there's a lot um, following, looking at that as well. And Australia is one of them, obviously, with me going over there with a government delegation. But it's right across Europe now and England and Wales are looking at it. France has, has adopted it. Um, Finland as well. So there's a number of countries who are doing that. And basically, it is illegal to buy sex. And so the girls are able to be helped. They also have a, a really fantastic um, system of exit strategies and and they see the girls as being vulnerable. Uh, it's it's not usually wealthy white women who are caught up in prostitution. It is vulnerable girls.
0: Yes, and I think the good thing here is that, as you say, that uh, that the model in Sweden has been around now for a number of years so they can see the results from that More countries are starting to take it on. So obviously, uh, let's hope that we can follow through on that and get some good results.
1: It would be great. It really would be because it it actually is a culture-changing thing, Tracy. The the culture over there is is different. There are no strip clubs in Sweden because they see that as part of the whole purchasing of women. So that's just one of the culture changes that have happened. But it is a culture-changing thing.
0: That's right, and we need to see that, don't we? We really need to see that women are honoured for who they are, rather than exploited for what they have or what they look like.
1: Absolutely. Around the world, it is still probably one of the most dangerous things to be a woman. Uh, Now, that is not the case in Australia, and we thank God for that. But around the world, it is not the case. And Australia is part of a global community, and we have to be part of of the solution, not as up here in Darwin at the moment, they're talking about actually legalising brothels. We don't want to um, make that the, the worldwide statement that here in Australia we still have girls for sale. Mm,
0: absolutely. All right, let's uh, switch to a different topic, this time out of Western Australia. The former West Australian Child Commissioner's report on the sexualisation of society was actually tabled in Parliament not long ago. What did she find when she did that?
1: This is something that's been really dear to my heart for a number of years. And what she's found is that advertising and computer games as well, but around the whole outdoor advertising issue, she's really expressed concern over what's happening in the sexualisation of society. So what she's found is that the content and our billboard and outdoor advertising is um, making our outdoor public spaces actually unsafe for our children to grow up in. What we find is that, particularly for girls, and particularly any who are vulnerable are at risk, they experience um, really negative impacts from the exposure of sexualised billboards, but also from computer games. And so the commissioner has sort of looked at this sexualisation of children, particularly, and it is more female children, and they've urged um, the industry that if they don't start picking up the game on the self-regulation, then the government is going to have to bring regulation in. But this has also happened in Queensland, and, and I'm really glad to say that Queensland, I think, is going to bring down some regulations. But... Right around the country, we have had this self-regulation in place. We don't do it for any other thing. We do not do it for road rules. We don't say, okay, this is what is safe. We need to all drive at this um, thing and don't ever, you know, you don't, don't be naughty. No, we we actually put um, regulations in place, and then and they are reasonable regulations. So we we're not calling for anything that's unreasonable. But then there are penalties if the people go over that. And we've seen things like the Wicked Campers with their slogans. We see um, a number of advertisers that just use shock methods. And so the commissioner, I just was really excited when I saw the the report that came out. So she's recommending even um, that WA look at regulating whether child beauty pageants um, should be uh, part of, of what they do as well. And... And she's even looking at sexting. So she's looking at the whole package and she's trying to say, what is in the best interest of our children here? Because that really should be at the heart of what government is looking at, the best interest of children, because that's our next generation coming through and it's it's the current generation that we need to look at.
0: That's right. So she's
1: looking at all these things. It,
0: it really is sad, isn't it, that we live in a society now that we often have to fight for what should be common sense it should be okay for you and I to drive down the road and see a billboard and not have to teach our children not to read them because they may say something unsavory. because, sadly, that's what we're up against really, isn't it? Whether it's a billboard, whether it's something in a, uh, in a bus stop at a train station, wherever it is, so often because the advertisers will say sex
1: sells, it's right there on display. Absolutely. And when it's in our public spaces, it needs to be something that's G-rated. It only makes sense public advertising should be G because it's accessible to children. We do it on TV. We we monitor so many other things, but we cannot monitor what's in our public spaces, and so we have to have... Um, regulations that make it safe for children and not cause them any sense of of vulnerability or alarm or even concern really is wrong.
0: Well, there's so much happening this week in particular, Wendy. We know that uh, the new senators will be sworn in at Parliament House this morning. It's certainly going to be a colourful time in the weeks ahead. We've got, (laughs) of course, uh, Senator John Madigan. He is there, uh, but a host of Clive Palmer, the PUP uh, candidates, They will be sworn in officially as senators today and some others yep. as well. Bob so,
1: well, Day and Family First will be a good one as well,
0: yep. Yes, and, and Ricky Muir from the Motoring Enthusiast yep. Party and uh, <laughs> yep. David That's Leinhelm. So it's certainly going to be a, a colourful persuasion at Parliament House now. I think gone are the days where you were just negotiating with one group of people because those new senators, they've already formed alliances, haven't they?
1: They have. And it does make it really interesting to watch, and sometimes concerning. But I think, you know, people are perhaps more interested in politics at the moment. Sometimes a bit more cynical, but it's it's good to watch what's happening. And we really should be urging everybody to pray for these new people because they have an enormous responsibility. I mean, they're considering uh, a Greens bill straight up that would recognise foreign same-sex marriages in Australia. That's a really huge one. So these people are in a position where they can really Um, choose for good or evil and we really need to pray for
0: them. That's Wendy Francis the State Director for Queensland for the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy great to talk to you again we'll talk again soon.
1: Thanks Tracy. Like what you've just heard
0: there's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember Vision is listener supported your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life learn more or donate today at vision.org.au